journalism can have such an influence on how other people perceive the world and perceive other people that like you've never interacted with, you know, especially across the world. at home, a podcast where I, Olivia Field, talk to members of the Wake Forest community about the questions, projects, news, and events that have defined this pandemic. I'm back in Winston, I'm settling into schoolwork, and I'm getting used to producing a 20-page paper again every week. So I can say with confidence that I am definitely busy at home. Anyways, this week's guest is really exciting. Maria Magello is a junior at Wake Forest. She is a Black woman, an international student from the Gambia, and the host of the podcast, The World Through Our Eyes. In her show, Mariama, who is often joined by guests, shares her thoughts on current events surrounding the BLM movement, being a Black woman at a PWI, and takes a really interesting international perspective on some really salient issues. After you listen to this episode, I highly recommend checking out The World Through Our Eyes, but for now, stay tuned for my conversation with Miriam Ajalo about the state of our world, the power of journalism, being a Black woman at Wake Forest, and more. All right, so my first question for you is just how you've been staying busy. I know that the semester started and it, it's, it's definitely keeping me busy, but maybe what the past couple of months have been like um, and just how you're feeling in general about the state of the world. Yeah, so I guess I feel the way a lot of people do feel, you know, it was kind of just pretty shocking and not really the greatest situation. And I am an international student, but I wasn't really able to go back home. So I was just here in North Carolina. Um, It got pretty boring after five months, not (laughs) going to lie. But I've mostly just, you know, I try to keep myself busy, staying in touch with family and friends. And I started my podcast and I did like a few online summer courses. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So I'm super excited to talk about your podcast. I've listened to a couple of episodes. It's, it's really awesome. So I'm just wondering, how did you come up with the idea for The World Through Our Eyes? Yeah, so I was thinking of starting a podcast for a while. You know, I've always, especially my sophomore year, I really got into journalism and and I really started liking podcasts. I remember for one of my classes, we had to listen to The Daily every day. Um, And that was like the first time I really started listening to a podcast and I was really into it. So then I started thinking about it, but then the semester kind of cut off. So it was on pause for a little bit. And then I guess as the year went on and everything that was happening, especially here in the U.S., the Black Lives Matter protests being sparked up again, I kind of just felt like I really wanted to express everything I was thinking and feeling. But also, like I mentioned, it's more of a platform where I really want to have a lot of people on. So that was one part that I was really excited about to just be able to invite a lot of people, have conversations. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about getting to do this is just talking to people. And I agree that the daily is like the gateway drug for podcasts. Um, It's the first thing I listen to, too. 
So I loved your episode about um, like the American dream from a global perspective. That was something that I had been thinking a lot about this summer. So it was super cool to hear you talk about that. So I wanted to ask what your favorite episode that you've done has been and kind of why. Um, I would say, well, I kind of have two. Go for it. So one of them was when I had the more perspectives on the Black Lives Matter protests, um, Black Lives Matter movement, really. Um, I guess I really liked that one because it was just a chance to really hear other people's perspectives. I really had so much that I was thinking about, and it was really interesting hearing what other people thought and their perspectives. And then my other favorite one was episode nine, which was talking about Black women. Because like in my intro, I always say all oh, the perspective of black women, African immigrant, and that was something I was really passionate about. And I think that episode went really well just to kind of talk about why the world isn't fighting as much for black women. Definitely. Yeah. So you mentioned journalism um, and being a minor and kind of getting into that like profession a lot. So I wanted to pick your mind about what you feel like you know you're taking journalism classes right and like between all the classes you take I've I've actually never taken a journalism class but I assume that this is kind of discussed which is like there is an element of needing to be unbiased of approaching stories kind of like with a clean slate and then like learning from there but I always feel like the best journalism is stuff that people care about and are passionate about because you have like the feel to get that story. So I don't know, what do you feel about like the intersection between journalism and activism? Yeah, I feel like there definitely is an intersect and that's kind of another reason why I really wanted to start a podcast because I feel like it's just so much more personal. Like I'm not writing for someone where, you know, I have to check my bias and all of that. It's kind of just unfiltered. I can say how I feel and whatever I want to say. And I think it's just so important because journalism can have such an influence on how other people perceive the world and perceive other people that like you've never interacted with, you know, especially across the world. Like if you just read something or hear something and, you know, a lot of times things can be fake news or really misinterpreted. So I kind of just wanted to use this as a way to have like raw unfiltered journalism from my perspective and occasionally from other people's perspective and use it as a platform to say what I want to say because I wasn't really able to you know protest or do other things and I felt like this was my kind of root of how I was um being an activist yeah yeah, it is, it's a great outlet of expression for sure um kind of shifting gears a bit and this is something that, like, through my work with the old Golden Black, I've been thinking about, but also just, like, as a Wake Forest student, um, like, how Wake has responded to the events of this summer, the Black Lives Matter movement in general, what Wake is doing. So I just wanted to know what your, what your thoughts have been on kind of their response and the work that they've been trying to do the past couple of months. Yeah, I mean... It's kind of what is expected, I guess. Like, um, you know, we got a few emails from Hatch about a couple of things. I know a lot of departments and professors were also sending out emails and there was a new diversity course that everybody had to take. And I guess it's a good first step, but we're kind of just waiting to see what else is going to happen and what more people are willing to to do and not just really be performative with a lot of things but you know like 
it is good and a big, not a big deal, but I guess that it was good that, um, you know, professors and people in administration reached out to the student body and addressed these issues. And I will just see as the year goes on, you know, since everything's online, I guess that will be kind of a little bit more difficult than usual, but we'll still see how the school continues to be more active and not as performative. Definitely. Yeah. So kind of going off that, like, being a black woman and then also an international student, which I wasn't aware of at a PWI from your perspective, like this is a hefty question, but what do you think wake needs to do? What would you like to see them do? If you, if you could like give an actionable example. Yeah. But you know, I feel like I kind of thought about this and it's not really just wake as a school but it's the people that attend the school you know which is also another reason i thought a podcast would be cool because it's a lot more personal like this is to reach each individual person here at wake not just necessarily hatch or you know the president of diversity and inclusion like those are just two three people like there's so much they can do so it's kind of in the hands of the student body because so you know just a couple of things that people in the student body can want just be like acknowledge their privilege and acknowledge the situation that they're in and kind of just aim to be better and like learn themselves or teach themselves to be more inclusive and inclusive doesn't necessarily mean like oh there's a room full of people from different races or ethnicities ethnicities but if everyone in the room doesn't feel like they belong there, then there's really no point. So I think it's kind of just in the hands of the student body to take initiative and just be better. Yeah, I do feel like the student body is kind of the missing puzzle piece in in figuring this out. And that is something that is gonna be the biggest challenge for Wake Forest as they try to really make Wake like a more equitable place for everyone to, to kind of exist in um i have a similar question to you but it it is also a little bit more specific so like this summer everyone was kind of voicing support for the black lives matter movement on social media i you know you would open basically any platform and like there's just a bajillion posts about it which was awesome and we should be inundated with that i feel like we should be still inundated with all that information and now i feel like it's kind of missing, but then at the same time, we learned so much about John Neville's death recently in Winston-Salem, as well as the fact that Jacob Blake is from Winston. So, I don't know. I mean, I personally feel like there's a bit of a disconnect happening right now between, like, the reality of the situation and how awake students are responding. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, I feel like it definitely has a lot of things on my feet died down from, you know, a few months ago. And I guess I can't really speak for everyone here at WIG because there are different ways of, you know, being an ally, whether maybe it might not be social media, maybe you might be researching more things, maybe you might be having conversations with people in your family, especially older people. Um, But yeah, since we kind of just got back and things are kind of just starting up again people are getting used to being back on campus and everything being so different I guess it's kind of just the wait and see what happens 
Um, but yeah. Yeah, I do feel like it is such an interesting time that, you know, we live in this virtual world and there's all this stuff that we want to tackle, but it's so hard to do it in the virtual medium, which is why podcasts are so cool that we can kind of do both at the same time. Yeah. Um, my last question for you is, you know, it's simple, but also very complex. I just want to know what your what your hopes are for this semester, what your worries are, how you're feeling, you know, you're an upperclassman, you're one step closer to the real world, I guess, you know, how, how are you feeling? Ooh, so <laughs> I guess one, with COVID, I'm pretty worried that we might get sent back home, um, which would not be ideal at all. So I've kind of just been trying to be as safe as possible in that aspect, you know, try- kind of getting used to online, everything online, um, which isn't as great. It's not as motivating, but being on campus definitely has been a lot more motivating than if I was back home. Um, And I guess, you know, just to everyone try to be safe, do what we can. And it's going to be also a little bit harder with all these organizations on campus. We can't really do things like we used to, like there's no activities fair, especially for the freshmen. I really feel for them in like every aspect. Um, But yeah, I just hope that the semester can go on and things get better on that aspect. But I also hope that we can still try to get as much out of student organizations as we can, because I feel like outside of the classroom, And for some people, they might even feel more of the sense of belonging in organizations that are on on campus rather than being in a classroom. So I feel like I hope that people are still able to engage in those and like make relationships and organizations and so on. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. Well, Mariam Ajalo, the host of The World Through Our Eyes, this has been a very wonderful conversation. Everyone needs to check out her podcast. It has been a really, really great listen for me. I think it's a great listen for everyone who goes to Wake, everyone who is a human on this planet Earth. So uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. from us at wfuogb.com. The intro and outro music is Illustrated Novel from Trad Crouch's album, Arps. The transition music is Elephant Funerals, What I Learned From Your Mother, from the album, We Swore in Blood. Both were accessed via Creative Commons.